So when you were in a band, did you, did you guys have a standard sound check? Um, like a routine or a song that you always did? We made up a lot of them while we were sound checking. No, it might have might have been a good way to op, uh, you know rehearse or go over a new song or something. So you just play it at sound check. So we would do vocal exercises that we did. Stop killing my frog collection was the phrase, and I would like stop killing my frog collection, and then one by one, everybody in the band to check their vocal mics would add a harmony to that. Till we ended up with a five-part "Stop Killing My Frog" collection, and I don't know why or where that phrase came from. So you know, the day is hosting debates for the local mayor and first, yeah, yeah. first selectman races. Somehow, I didn't get asked to moderate those. Well, you didn't get asked to moderate them, but I was going to ask if you would like to come along and facilitate the sound checks. Oh, because like I was they have th- a drummer or something. <laughs> well, no, like I need to check the microphones yes, of the people who are speaking. Yeah, I'd be glad uh, to. Um, Paul Chenier, our editorial page editor who does all the the hosting and moderating of the debates very good public speaker speaks yeah, loudly and clearly right into the microphone um so paul you almost really don't need to check his microphone right but then the the, the candidates running for office i ask them to go up and do a sound check and basically the sound check is this uh, hello check good okay what's that yeah you'd think they'd have a little more and so polish what, in that situation and so what but, happens is Two people go up and do that exact same thing. Check, check, hello, check, you can hear me? Okay, good. And then so I set levels for that. And then one person who did that, when they get up and to give their opening statement, they slide their microphone way over here (laughs) and then talk like this. And then the other person giving their opening statement decides to lean way into the microphone and talk like this, yeah. make, making the sound checks completely useless. useless. Yeah, I'd be um, happy that didn't ha- that didn't happen last night, but it seems like there's like always issues with sound checks. So I was thinking I needed to print something up. So maybe I should print up. Stop killing my frog. Stop collection. killing my frog collection and ask them to read that five or six times. <laughs> It sounds a lot better when it's in five-part harmony. And another thing that we used to do, when if not everybody could make sound check, because sometimes there would be somebody working during the day, and I would do the vocal checks, because you don't want me anywhere near the equipment. You know, I, I, I would ruin that. But I would just do, like, weird speeches, like from Shakespeare. Look, Hector. How the sun begins to set. How ugly night comes breathing at its heels. To close the day up, Hector's life is done. Now that is from Troilus and Cressida. Or I could do, like, from the film A Man for All Seasons, where King Henry VIII loses it. What is it thought? Because I'm simple and plain and deal with every man straightforwardly. Because of that, I say, do they take me for a simpleton? Wolsey was a proud man, Thomas, pride right through. But he failed me. Failed me in the one thing that matters then as now. See, that's a lot better than going, vote Democrat this week. Vote Democrat for me. Don't you think? Some nice vocal range. We can yes. uh, 
get a sense for the highs and the lows, figure yeah. out where we need to set you. So like you guys as a band, like understood the importance of having yes. good sound. And I mean, maybe it's because it's local candidates and they're, they're not used to being on stage all that often and just assume that everything's going to take care of itself. There's just nothing more frustrating to me than like we do, a, we get to the, uh, the, <laughs> Uh, not arena, the the local high <laughs> guys school are selling out arenas the now. Local <laughs> high school gymnasium or uh, theater auditorium, and go through a careful sound check, make sure everything's working, check the microphones with the candidates, and then something happens up on stage, and then like it doesn't sound right in the room, and everybody's like looking at us as if it's our fault. <laughs> the, yeah, there's that. And it's, you should pass out day little disclaimers at the start. It's like, hope you enjoy this and you were able to be better informed on election day. But by the way, if candidate A or B mumbles or gets too close and there's feedback, that's not our stinking fault. Right. And so last night our debate was at Waterford High School and in the gym. Uh, in the theater auditorium. Oh, yeah. And so Waterford has a, an auditorium manager um, named Shane Valley who yeah. like took care of every, like yeah. I showed up two hours early and I probably could have rolled in like 10 minutes early and just plugged in and, cool and it was all, happens. yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, and, and just, I mean, different venues don't always have someone there. And so like, we're not really equipped to be live sound producers. So like, I always try to tell people like, I'm going to record this and it's going to sound f at least good and balanced and like everybody will be at approximately the same level. Right. But like I'm sitting with the camera and our recording equipment and not necessarily sitting up in the booth controlling yeah. the sound in the right. auditorium. Right. It's a rough thing. But if I can help, I will. I don't, I, you know what? I was the only one in the bands that I was in that had any drum experience. I was, I started playing drums before anything else. So the drummer would go out into the crowd and go, so he could hear what his drum kit sounded like. Cause you mic the bass drum and the snare and the hi-hat and all that stuff. And then they go kick drum and you just go boom, boom, boom over and over again. And then hi-hat. <laughs> and what I hate is these club, this isn't, you know, Mohegan Sun Arena. It's a nightclub, and there's people trying to get drunk at happy hour. It's like do a, do a run around the kit, Rick, and they're trying to talk and pick up girls and stuff. And here's this half-assed drummer trying to do a Ginger Baker solo or whatever. Anyway, so I hope you won't be asking me to nuance the politician sound check with a drum solo. Am I good on that? No, I mean if 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 you can teach them three-part harmony <laughs> yes, like, no a, need to go to five okay i think three-part will be just fine it's it's the root the third and the fifth and that's that's all we'll need yeah we can do that is Me it and, is, is it frustrating to be a band on stage and have to like try to communicate with the sound guy during a performance yeah um, that, like as, no. a, as a fan like that just takes me out of the of the moment out of the moment of the performance when you've got like 
the, the keyboard player is constantly like in the middle of the song, you being like, can I get a little more hi-hat in my monitor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we typically didn't do that. We usually had, we worked with one of three or four uh, sound people regularly. One of them was a woman too, which is why I said sound people, sound persons. But they knew us and the material well enough, and we knew them that it's you're not going to interrupt a song to to lean over and go, "Hey, I can't hear in my monitor." You might have a discreet hand gesture or something that the guy can key off of, or the woman in Susan's case. But no, I, that would have been kind of unprofessional, at least from our context. So that's, that's what I'm wondering. Am, am I being like a blowhard music fan? Not know like I don't know anything about what it's like to be a musician, and maybe it is a huge problem if the keyboard player doesn't have enough hi hat in his monitor. But it, yeah, it just seems like you have some musicians who see like as a fan, you see them up there and they spend half of the performance pointing yeah. to something and going up and down. Uh, and I, I think that's just kind of either. I don't. I don't know. It, it it just seems a little unnecessary to me. I mean, if something's majorly malfunctioning, then at a certain point you might, at the end of a song, say, "Listen, Stan, I am. I can't hear anything." You know that. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't remember us ever like bringing a whole thing. And because you do know a little bit about it, it it might. Some people probably go, oh, man, this is part of the experience. You know, this is cool. I'm watching it happen, you know. You know, as an aside, one of my favorite bands of all time is a group from Austin called Too Smooth. They never made it. They should have. They were so good in the era of, like, Boston or whatever. They were so good. And we opened for them a couple of times. And they had an incredible, there was four of them, four-part harmonies. They had no vocal monitors, none. They did it without them. I don't know. But so when we played with them, uh, it was extreme. All you could hear vocally was through the PA as it shot to the back of the house. And it took some <laughs> took some getting used to. It was weird, man. I don't know how they did it, but they did. That's amazing. And I, I assume on the flip side, it must take you as a performer a little while to get used to when you f like first actually have a monitor and hearing yourself so loudly. I will say from my perspective, the one time in my life that a band like invited me up on stage and I was like to sing along in a chorus with them. Wait a minute. I, who was I, that? Queen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like completely shocked at how loud yeah. my voice sounded and uncomfortable with the fact that I can't sing. <laughs> what so band that, was that? Uh, that was the Zambonis. Oh, yeah. The hockey band. The, theme the, band. Yes. North America's number one all hockey band. <laughs> now, where was this performance? Is it on tape anywhere? No, it's not on tape. It was, Are you sad or proud that it's not on tape? Um, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> so they, they have roots up. I think they went to University of Vermont, maybe. They have roots up there. And they did all play hockey, right? Um, or they just love hockey? So I think the main guys all played hockey. I'm pretty sure... I think there was one musician in the band who it seemed like he didn't play hockey. Because, so they all dress 
every show they wear hockey jerseys, oh, right. helmets and stuff. Right. And um, one of the guys was wearing some like obscure hockey players jersey. And my brother went up to him at the show and was like, oh, Christian Rutu, huh? Is that really who it was? That was who the jersey was, yeah. I, th- I think. And the guy was like, who? He didn't know who his jersey was. <laughs> I got the impression that that's unacceptable. That like one of the guys in the band was just like, "Here, we're handing out jerseys today, and I'm going to wear this one." I mean, that I could, is I could so be wrong. disillusioning. But it, so anyway, at, like at that show, I had been to a bunch of shows where like a lot of their fans showed up wearing hockey jerseys. Right. Um, so like I like made a big thing about it with my brother. I was like, "We got to go to this." Like. There's going to be all these people wearing hockey gear. And so like I had a helmet on and a a jersey and he had a jersey and a a big foam puck. Sure. And we walked in and we were like the only people (laughs) outside of the band. Whoops. So, but benefits of that. One, the bartender assumed we were the band and we we got free free drinks on the band. (laughs) Um, And two... The, the band was super excited to see that we were like yeah. the two people yeah, showing up thing. in gear. And so they invited us up on stage to sing a part of the chorus that my brother didn't know the song at all. At all. That's and I think like I came in one time when there was not supposed to be like when, it was, <laughs> when there was like a sudden cut back into a verse. Right. And I was not just like the guy in the crowd singing along incorrectly. I was the guy on stage <laughs> trying to sing along incorrectly. Um, and then my brother got to, they had a hockey pinata that night and my brother got to break the hockey pinata. What was inside of it? Probably not candy. I think it probably was candy. Uh, I mean, well, all right, that's traditional, but it's a sort of a south of the border party thing. And you guys were celebrating a north of the border sport so to speak so it should have been cans of molson <laughs> well I, I was sort of thinking it would have been something like that i don't know I, i'm trying to imagine f- can't full cans of beer raining down from eight feet above yeah, me is that yeah it could have been injurious now do they sell merch that that like you if i was in that band you better believe i would have zamboni's hockey shirts for sale Oh yeah, I don't know if they have. I don't know if they have like actual hockey jerseys. They might because they are expensive. Yeah, you could have kind of long sleeve fake, like a t shirt material. Yeah, I mean, I I have a couple of Zamboni's t shirts in the closet full of of band t shirts. You never wore them when we were wearing a different band t shirt every week. Oh, I'm certain I did. You did? Yeah. All right. One of them was from their. New Year's concert in like 1999 in Burlington, Vermont. Oh. And they had, I think they, all they had left was like a size 2XL. So I have a, so you can still fit way too, a way too large hockey New Year shirt. Wow. Well, that's a good thing. Have you ever sneaked or snuck? Which one is correct? Have you ever sneaked into a, a sound check at a major concert? I feel like sneaked is correct, but I, I would say snuck. Too. Yeah. I think snuck is the proper vernacular. I'm from Texas, so I can say snuck or, or sneaked, and people go, well, that guy's from Texas, so he gets a break. But have you ever done that? No. Really? Did you ever want to and just couldn't? Um, I, I can't remember a time when I would have had the opportunity. Um, we... 
we once we bought the like VIP package for a Ben Folds show once yeah. that involved going to Soundcheck, yeah. which was honestly probably as good or better than the concert, the actual concert itself. Cause he, he, he just comes out and like banters with the crowd and takes requests and, and wow, that's pretty cool. And it, it's like, it seems like a competition among the crowd, like who can come up with the most obscure requests and like yeah. whatever people shout at him, he'll play at least like a few bars of. Well, that's a pretty good deal. That's yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. And he, uh, I can't remember now. So it was at, um, it was at Foxwoods Fox theater, I think. And they have like those video boards up on the side, like advertising yeah. the upcoming shows and like the lineup of artists compared to Ben Folds were just like absurd, you know, like see Ben Folds tonight and see Motley Crue tomorrow or something. Yeah. And like he just like kept referencing who was coming up and like playing their songs. <laughs> That's pretty great. So yeah, that like that was, I, I always kind of wonder like I've never, I would, I would never pay like, hundreds of extra dollars for like for the VIP meet and yeah. greet or something. Right. And I mean, this was, I don't know, it was an extra 50 bucks or something. And then you got, you got like a signed photograph or something too, which I didn't, it was not a signed photograph of him. It was a photograph he had taken. Well, he's a famous yeah. photographer, right? Yes. That's actually maybe cooler than of him. Maybe. I don't know. You you wanted the band eight by 10 promo. I, I didn't care about any of the swag. I just thought it yeah. was cool to, to sit there for the sound check thing. Yeah, it is. So, well, I mean, when we were, we would occasionally open for bigger acts. So I got, I got to see a lot of their sound checks. And then when they're finished, if you're lucky, you might get to go up and they'll go, don't change where this microphone is. Don't, and sometimes you have to use their equipment. You know, you don't get to use your, at least on our level. Don't touch. If this guy, if like the bass player had a graphic equalizer or whatever, don't touch that. You know, it's, you've got to use his tone or whatever. But, uh, but you know, you get to you get to see him, and that, and that can be kind of cool and revealing. But the coolest thing, sound check I ever saw was when, I guess in 98 when Brian Wilson finally came out of retirement or got mentally well enough to resume touring. And, you know, if you're a Beach Boys fan at that point, you didn't know if Brian Wilson would ever play or sing again. It had been decades. And he came to Mohegan Sun. So my pal Andy Timmons, who was, by the way, one of the greatest guitarists in the world, he and I had bonded early on over our love of Brian Wilson. So he and his wife flew up, and we were going to see Brian Wilson. They flew up from Dallas. And it turned out that when he was in the hair metal band, Danger, Danger, do you remember them? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I think they had, I'm trying to think of some of their song titles. Was that, that Danger with a Y? <laughs> No, but I got a story about one of my bands that involves a misspelling with a Y to be cool that resulted in... Anyway, I'll, let me finish this first. So it turns out that Andy knew 
Brian Wilson's road manager because he used to be Danger Danger's road manager. So they got us into Brian Wilson's sound check. Now, it's hard to get into anybody's sound check anyway. It's in an arena tour just because. But to get into Brian Wilson's after he hadn't toured and so long was incredible. And, yeah, I mean, you're pretty familiar with the fact that he had some rough times mentally, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So he's sitting up there with this incredible band, and he's just sort of sitting behind this little keyboard, just staring like a little kid lost in space, you know, just dreaming or whatever. And you go, God, this is kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, he just sits down, or he's at the piano, and starts playing like, and singing In My Room. And then he starts singing God Only Knows, and you go, oh, my God. It was was like he was in your living room, and... It was, I think Andy and I started crying. It was just, and I think our wives were like, what's wrong with these guys? But if you're on that level to have seen that, that's that was an incredible thing to experience. I'll never forget that as long as I live. But, and then at backstage, we went to get some stuff signed. And after the show, and I had a little CD of <laughs> Pet Sounds, you know, one of the two or three greatest records ever made, arguably. And he had just had enough of signing stuff. He had the the deer in the headlights look, and he was like, man, it was this crush of people. I was like, I don't want to bother him or whatever. But someone thrusted my CD up there, and he signed it. (laughs) There's no more – you could no more tell that it says Brian Wilson than if it was like in Arabic or something, you know. But but I know that he signed my pet sound. So anyway – Another sound, sound man thing that I thought of while we were talking about this. When we were in safety in numbers, in the, the rich part of Dallas is Highland Park, which where like Jerry Jones lives and George Bush and stuff like that, or somewhere right around there. And we got hired to play this sweet 16 party for this little rich girl. And man, it was in the backyard. And it was... It was catered like you can't believe. It was stuff I've never seen on the buffet tables and stuff. But they were like, here's a bowl of Fritos for you guys or whatever. And we were like, well, thank you. And the dad was so nice. And he gave us – He, but anyway, our sound man, (laughs) Yellow Bob was what he was called because he always looked like he had hepatitis. I don't know why. (laughs) just sort of had a yellow tint to him and he wasn't like a big drinker and he wasn't a drug head or anything but anyway so we're on stage under this tent that they've put up for us to play for the incredibly rich kids who could care less about the fact that we were there and the sweet 16 girl it wasn't actually her birthday because she was flying to switzerland the next day and would actually be in the air on her birthday middle of the playing i look back at the sound because you said you know how do you let your sound man know that the monitor doesn't work or whatever well i didn't have any monitor and i was trying to get bob way at the back of the rich person's backyard garden you know over their sculpted (laughs) manicure shrubbery and stuff bob i don't have any monitor i couldn't i couldn't see him you know through the stage lights i finally moved stage left where there wasn't 
a light in my eyes. He was back at the rich person buffet table, and he had a plate that looked like Fred Flintstone loaded it up with all the kids' food. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to get our fee withheld or whatever because he was eating the prime rib. And (laughs) Anyway, I just thought of that. So there's that. That was my sound check story from the Sweet 16 party. There you go. Do you have any questions about sound checks that you haven't asked? <laughs> uh, no, I think I think I feel this is completely. We had no. We'll have to do our planned podcast next week. Yes. Are you still ready for that? Yes. See all the material, the homework I did on soundtracks. We're, we're going to talk about. Did you see pop- that music. right before we started? I called up a couple track list <laughs> track lists. No. That was that was the. 10 seconds of homework that I did. Well, because we talked about this yesterday and I have a bunch of soundtracks, but these are not ones with pop songs on them. That's going to be the bulk of next week's cast of the pod. These are soundtracks I bought of movies that I never saw because I like the composer. So that'll be an interesting side tangent to that. So you doing football tonight? We're on the road in Stratford, so I probably should leave now. Yeah, you probably should. That's uh, that's what the podcast is called anyway, leave work now. Except you're going to work 